Hello, my name is Terence Huang, and you're listening to Now We're Talking, a podcast that explores and celebrates the stories of young adults. In this episode, we talk to Derek Ng, a student at Columbia University. We discuss the importance of spending time alone, his passion for blogging, and striking a balance in the world of social media. Hope you enjoy. Hey Derek, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Um, so for those who don't know you, can you tell everyone a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Derek. Mm. Uh, I'm turning 20, I think, in 11, eight days. Eight, eight, days. eight days. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I grew up in Hong Kong, went to German Swiss with Terrence, which is how I got to know you. I think and we then, got to know each other after I left, though. Yeah, more after you left. Yeah. But that was sort of where we crossed our paths. Yeah. Well, I left German Swiss in year nine and went to boarding school in Connecticut. It's called Choate. I graduated from there last year. Did you like it? Did I like it? Hmm. <laughs> we can get to, we can talk about that later. Um, yeah. I think there were definitely good parts to Choate. But um, anyway, so yeah. I graduated from Choate. And then I entered Columbia. And I just finished my first year, but I did all of that online. So I did all of it from Hong Kong virtually because of COVID. 12-hour time difference. 12-hour time difference. It's really tough. And at least it's over, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and now I'm going into my sophomore year, and hopefully things will be back to normal. Nice. Uh, in the fall. Do you have September. a Do you have a flight booked yet? Or? September third. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, you'll Fingers be fine. Crossed. I think I'll be fine. We're all yeah. vaxxed. Everything is gonna be good. Okay. Have you declared a major or anything? Still thinking about that. Okay. Uh, I walked into college thinking that I was gonna major in classics and English, and that doesn't seem so likely anymore. <laughs> but that's something that we can get into. Yeah. In a bit. <laughs> so I mean, you you spent your whole year in. Hong Kong doing online classes must yeah. been tough. It was, it was but... rough for sure. Like 12 hour time difference. My last class ended at 3.30 at one point. And that's not even the worst. Like I had friends who had to like get off a class at like 12 and then wake up the next morning at like 5 or 6 for their next class. Okay. So it's definitely tough being in that sense and like sort of the school wise sense. It's been tough to be in Hong Kong but everything yeah. else has been great. Yeah. I mean you, you look like you've had a lot of fun like outside of school <laughs> for sure everything's been really fun in hong kong um the covid's been fine in hong kong mm-hmm. as in we've been dealing with it pretty well i mean there have been waves of where cases have spiked but when we talk about spiking that's still in like the dozens of cases a right. day right yeah. like that's like dangerous for us um these days we've been having what a string of almost like no cases yeah and i think one there was like one a couple of days ago but right yeah, like completely yeah. just we're like you know we're good yeah for now Ho-tang-wa. like Hong yeah, Kongers, yeah like very... listen to the rules yeah so this year has been fine in terms mm-hmm. of all of that like i've been doing a lot of things with my family my friends going out to different hikes going back to the islands like churn chow mm-hmm llama that i like the most yeah um obviously going out you know having fun going to bars going out 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 yeah, yeah. going out, out bars. there's a difference out there's out there's, is yeah. like just out the door out out is lkf or one child well definitely both um 
and especially okay yeah uh so going out to bars just having fun friday saturday nights house parties um i've also gotten into a lot of new sports recently like i have been getting into boxing which has always been just sort of a um distant goal of mine that's been finally achieved uh, are you calling anyone out to to fight anytime soon? <laughs> no, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Um, I've also gotten to volleyball. It's also been one of my life goals that's mm-hmm. been finally achieved on the bucket list, and also squash more recently. Yeah, so just a lot of different things that I've been doing in Hong Kong, casually dabbling in a lot yeah. of things. I heard you got into frisbee and, yeah well i went to frisbee like a couple of times it was more because of the people that i met okay um is at it, this it's, it's ultimate frisbee right like yeah um but it i'm glad to know that there's like a community of frisbee players like thriving here yeah very fun i mean you talked about like meeting people in hong kong in general and you know i've heard hong kong described as a place that's really small do you do you agree with this statement i mean Let's just say that there's like seven, eight million people in Hong Kong. So we right. all know that statement's not true. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree completely. Yeah. And, you know, when you were exploring, you know, all the hidden sides of Hong Kong, like places you loved, places you like have just discovered, um, new restaurants, new bars, etc., etc. What is your, what has your attitude been um, throughout this year, I guess? Yeah, I guess I just, this year I decided to do things a bit differently to how I've done them in the past. So, like I said, I went and graduated from Choate, which I thought was this, honestly, this, like, cutthroat competitive place. Um, Everyone had stuff to do. Everyone was really, really focused on extracurriculars, getting good grades, you know, college apps, stuff like that. And this year I've just taken an entirely different outlook on everything. Just not planning not really giving myself things to do. In fact, I'll try actively to like not fill up this my or my schedule, which is why it's taken so long for us to plan a day to finally record this. Right, right. But um, that's exactly why. It's just because I don't like putting things on my schedule well in advance. I just like the feeling of spontaneity, of not committing to anything so quickly. Just seeing where I'm, what I'm feeling, um, where I've, where I'm feeling that life takes me. So if today I want to get a coffee in the mm-hmm. morning, then great. If I want to sleep in, that's also great. Um, so that's sort of been the mentality that I've taken this yeah. year in Hong Kong. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there's a, a notion of toxic productivity mm-hmm. where you get a lot of, you know, Gary V's and efficiency uh, gurus and productivity gurus on YouTube just telling you to pack your day, how to, you know, maximize your day, maximize your profits, etc., etc. Um, and I think there's a lot of harm that that can cause because, you know, kids or young adults see this and they feel kind of that external pressure to, as you say, like fill up their calendars and do things that they might not even have thought twice about. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you're living sp- spontaneously and kind of not over planning. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like all, a lot of the people that I've met this year, um, have committed themselves to 
internships and mm-hmm. you know part-time jobs and stuff like that and you know people are just so busy these days you know especially at our age this is you know the sort of time or phase in our lives where we have this freedom of like you know not working nine to five every day you know just to think about who we want to be and what we want to do and having recognized this I just didn't want to busy myself up so actually the story behind this is that I did two internships last year um one at a real estate firm and the other one at uh law chambers like a chamber of um barristers and essentially I thought even though like I had a great time at both of them I learned a lot of you know practical like pragmatic things Mm -hmm. I just thought that my time would have been better used just being with myself you know and figuring out like what exactly I wanted to be doing I mean obviously it's good to know to you know like do these um internships at some point right in your you know professional career just to figure out if this is the right path you know that that you want to be pursuing but you know there's a time and place for everything right like I'm still just beginning college I've never even been properly to campus and I think that these things will come later there's definitely like a sense of comfort and you could even say like privilege and like not having to like plan or like or in being like allowed to not plan everything every day and I'm really going to treasure it while I have it mm-hmm. 100% so this kind of like lack of direction um that leads to satisfaction for you. Um, how does this kind of attitude help you live a better life on the day-to-day? I guess this whole sort of lacking a direction kind of thing is mainly because I want to figure out for myself what exactly it is that I want to be doing, you know, for the rest of my life. I think to this point, I've growing up, I've the whole goal has been you know to get into college but now that I've (laughs) gone through that and I'm well into college the question becomes much more big and much more serious and that is you know how do you want to be spending the rest of your life I mean and that's sort of where this whole like lack of direction thing feeds into because I'm purposefully like not doing things and not committing to myself to any one thing very quickly because I want to give myself the space to just figure out what exactly it is I want to do with my life. Because it's a pretty big, it's like the biggest question of all, right? Exactly. How do you want to be spending yeah. your time, right? There comes a time when, you know, the question, like, what do you want to be when you grow up, isn't something that, like, seems like very far away and very distant, but becomes like a very striking reality. And you have to figure out, you know, what exactly it is that you want to do with your time here exactly i mean your your small decisions like in college ultimately add up to who you are and what you want to do in the future and it it's kind of scary you know right and i look around me all the time and i see people who have already decided they want that they want to be Mm -hmm. like you know doctors lawyers artists and i have so many thoughts going through my head every day about what i want to be doing and you know who i want to be and I just feel like there's this constant struggle between do I want to like just follow my passion, you know, for like writing completely 
or for you know art completely or do i want to like find a more pragmatic route you know it, there's like, all these big questions that i've been like grappling with these days and that's sort of where this whole lacking direction thing comes from like i don't want to commit myself to any one path in particular yet i want to explore all the options that i can have all the experiences that i can before i really decide to settle down and find a way forward i agree that you can't make those decisions uh, or make good decisions if you're not well informed and if you don't take your time so you know i for one i'm glad that you're doing this and taking the time for yourself to figure things out and i think college doesn't really help you in terms of this and you know that's very prevalent especially for me in business school where they bucket you into certain careers and there's this pressure for you to choose finance or consulting or marketing right the whole legendary notion of selling out right <laughs> which is especially to. i feel like it's especially prevalent in hong kong and the people that i like rub shoulders with these days just because especially like being here like everything that i've already said about hong kong notwithstanding like it's a really fast-paced place it's quite unique in terms of the many many different sides of hong kong um that build up together to be like this one big thing and i mean it's part of the culture right to it's embedded to like, be quick yeah and to you know, settle down quickly and and obviously hong kong is very money driven as well mm-hmm. right and i think that sort of rubs off on us too you know being here yeah no 100 percent. i mean you you mentioned your uh, passion for writing um and that potentially being something that you pursue um you know i I know that you have a blog that what's the website again here's my plug it's derricksfault.com perfect okay so everyone check that out you know i i came across it a month or two ago and you know i I think the pieces are really really well written and thank you the the photos are just immaculate and you know blogs nowadays they kind of have this like sense of nostalgia to them like, you know, record players and cassettes. There's this kind of, and film cameras that there's a sort of romantic idea behind it that that drives the the artistry and the poetic and, you know, the creative. And it's a form of reflecting and journaling that seems pretty rare in the world of fast-paced social media. So how did you start blogging in the first place? Yeah, so Derek's Fault first came into being, I would say maybe, it was actually in 2017, so right around four years ago, and um, it had come on the heels of this trip that my middle school class had done to the Dominican Republic, and I just came back with this burning sense of or this burning feeling of just having to like write this down and to record it somehow because it was one of like the best like experiences I've ever had in my life and I didn't know how else I could write it down you know for posterity I just wanted to have something to hold on to especially like 
as I knew I would forget about these things if I didn't write them down quickly, which is tangent, like one of the best parts of writing, right? You, mm-hmm. you just get to like write down and just jot down how you're feeling in a way that photos or even videos won't tell you. Um, writing really lets you like sort of release what you're thinking about on the inside. And obviously like there have been way more articulate people about who have written about writing before me. Um, so I'm like not going to go on about this. But yeah, back to Derek's fault, the blog and how it started. So I started this website having, you know, perused other websites and obviously Tumblr because I'm one of those people. <laughs> and um, I just put it together, put, you know, the shitty iPhone photos that I had taken as well as just... I wrote down a few quick thoughts about how, you know, this is an amazing like, experience, like blah, 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 stuff like that. And that was just sort of how it began. And over time, I've just added to this blog, not necessarily as a website that I would like show to all of the world, you know, it's not going to be on my resume or anything like that. It's more just for me as a diary foremost, and second of all, like a way for you know, my friends and family, like, near and afar to keep up with me, you know. It's sort of like a public logging of how I'm feeling at certain points. Um, I update my blog very irregularly whenever I'm really feeling anything, really, or whenever I have something that I really want to say, as opposed to, you know, updating it, you know, every once a week or every once a month. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you, you can't really force feelings and, like, you can't really force it, Right. I, I'd say. And it just becomes really different once it becomes, you know, a chore or this, like, constant source of, like, you have to do this, you have to do that. Because I I, I just, like, I'm really passionate about it and I don't want to, you know, let it become, like, work, you know. I've always only go to my blog if I, as, like, an outlet, you know, if I want to express something. Um, so everything that you see on there, if you do decide to go... For all you listening, if you do decide to go up on there and read something, it's just a manifestation of how I was feeling at a certain point in my life. It's just, you know, a snapshot of where I am for both me and whoever else is interested to like look back on. Mm-hmm. And like tying this all in with, um, you know, your mantras and, and your kind of spontaneity reflecting I think is a really really good way of just taking a step back right it's it's about taking a step back instead of just having those sensations hit you yeah I mean you mentioned like the social media world that we live in and while I love Instagram (laughs) and I love seeing where all my friends are you know at certain points in their lives in these little squares that they do choose to upload. I think what is missing from all of that is the whole feeling and thinking part of it, you know? Mm. Like, a place like Instagram or social media is very filtered and very curated, you could say. And I, myself, am one to... Obviously, like, I would know. (laughs) I mean, Um, you've got a great Instagram feed. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I mean, it's it's very well put together. It's thank you, thank you. And I, I think it does, you know, for someone like you, it does reflect a lot of truth, of right. the way you're living, mm-hmm. um, which I think is good. Um, I mean, better than if you're not reflecting what you're living. Yeah, I think social media is only good if it 
is an extension of who you are as opposed to being this other entity or this mm. other self that you sort of create. Like I've, al- I've always seen things like Instagram or my blog to just be parts of me as opposed to versions of me, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I find myself less and less, like being less and less on Instagram these days. Yeah, Instagram is a real, it's it's a big thing. I mean, last year was just, there was a wave of a lot of stuff happening on Instagram, especially like social justice related. And I was just not really feeling the whole performative side of Instagram. Mm. I think that it's really hard to tell about what someone's intentions actually are on Instagram. But I really didn't like how both weighty and consequential and also just like, very serious things were being packaged into these like nice aesthetic looking squares mm-hmm. as you know quote unquote activism I think there's a really thin line between you know doing something because you really really care for it and doing something because other people can see that you're caring for it you know and I think it's really hard to on Instagram. I just really wasn't feeling it. And I didn't yeah. like waking up every morning just to yeah. see that on my feed. I thought it was just not really worth my time. Yeah. And so I, did, I took a break off Instagram, you know, as a lot of people do. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, the psychology behind that is just no one wants to be perceived as the bad guy. The thing about Instagram and the, one of the reasons why I like blogging a lot more than Instagram is because when you upload something on Instagram, you're forcing it onto everyone else's feed, you know? Like, if you post something, it's going to be on someone else's screen at some point. Whereas, if I put something on my blog, everyone that sees it is someone that chooses to spend their own time there. And that is why I think I'm more inclined to blog. Obviously, I like Instagram too. (laughs) But... um, I like Instagram because it reflects who I am, not because it reflects someone, like what other people want me to be. Mm. And I think that's a question that, you know, I'm still like grappling with these days, Um, you know, who exactly I am and who I want to like present myself as to other people. But yeah. (laughs) No, for sure. I, I mean, this is why I think having conversations with people is way better than I mean, it's just a it's just a better way to get to know people rather than through a screen, as you said, like through a square. Um, uh, you know, I've been I've been guilty of judging someone by their Instagram for sure, and like you know, possibly not even ever having a conversation with them before. And I think that's a lot of why I don't like Instagram. I don't like. The person that Instagram makes me um, yeah you know it makes me a very judgmental person it it's very surface level and you know this is why like I have I, I like having conversations like this bring my friends into the podcast and just like actually getting to know someone rather than brief surface level you know you take some pictures together or and then you upload it to your yeah. story it's dangerous to ever consider Instagram as something more than service level. Like, I'll tell you right now that, like, my Instagram is completely curated and very much, you know, 
handpicked because I wanted it exactly to be like that. But obviously it doesn't scratch the surface of who I actually am. And I think that it can be quite a dangerous path to go down if you do start really taking it seriously like that. Mm. 100%. I mean, I've always seen you as a person who's done things their own way, kind of lived their own lives without ever really taking the external pressures into consideration. And, you know, that's something I really admire about you. Thank you. Um, and, and so if you were to give someone a piece of advice that you live by, uh, that you'd like to share, what would that advice be? Well, I think the very first thing that comes to mind, that we've talked about it already, is that you need to know how to spend time with yourself. You have to know how to be alone. And it's only when you're really comfortable in your own skin that you can properly like meet new people and be confident in every interaction that you have. But I think that the bigger piece of advice that has I've really carried through with me and really internalized is that to you should always pick memories over things. I think, so here, so um, my dad and my, my parents really um, have this little tradition of giving me like a small present at the end of every like semester of school, mm-hmm. just, you know, as like a checkpoint right. for where I am. And over the years, I stopped, you know, asking for like, or just wanting specific things. And more of was just like, can we use this little quote-unquote present or gift to, like, you know, can we go out for, like, a nice dinner or something? Or can we, like, go on, like, a short family trip together or something like that? Because what you really remember is not going to be something that you can hold or touch. It's going to be a memory. It's going to be something that you remember, right? It's going to be like an experience you had with someone else or some other people. To this day, like, looking back at Derek's fall or just any other, like, all the big things that have happened in my life, like, they're all places that I've been with people, things that I've done, never really, like, something that I've ever held in my hands. And I think that's something that I have to, like, keep in mind constantly, you know, to just treasure the experiences over material possessions. Well, yeah, I think that's great advice, Derek. And that's definitely something that I'll need to look into more, um, treasuring the intangibles over the tangibles. But yeah, thanks for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Of course, Terrence. I'm glad we talked. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation with Derek. I personally learned a lot from this, especially about spending time alone and treasuring memories above all else. Next time, we talk to Damien Yu, one of my oldest friends I met at kindergarten. See you soon.